Life Happens Weekdays 1 to 3 p.m. Six minutes after two o'clock. Thank you so much for staying with us. So um, you are more than welcome to give us a call or uh, an SMS. Our WhatsApp line is at the moment not um, operational. So we are doing our best to get that up and running. And then as soon as that is happening, um, we'll let you know. But for now, please send um, comments on 41391. That's our SMS number. And you can also call on 891 We're discussing this afternoon how we are all dealing with COVID-19. I think it's it's challenging for many people. More so for couples who who are dealing with maybe a loved one that has maybe a comorbidity or are not seeing eye to eye on how to manage themselves around COVID-19. It's become a thing. And I know many, many people who are saying, well, you know, my partner is just not willing to listen. My partner's out there going to funerals. My partner's out there golfing. My partner's out there, you know, out, out and about. And even though I am abiding by the regulations, or at least, you know, I'm managing myself at home, I, I stand the risk of, of contracting the virus because my partner is is just, you know, getting on with their lives like there is no COVID-19. Kosi Gianni is a clinical psychologist to help us navigate what is at the moment, I think, a very difficult time generally, but can be even more so when in the home you don't see eye to eye on these ones, uh, on these matters. Kosi, thank you so much for joining us. Good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon. Pimela, thanks to, to have me here. So I... I've, I've been speaking to a lot of people and and it's a thing hey where where couples are finding that especially after weeks and weeks and weeks of being in the house together others are just saying yes. no it's <laughs> it's enough I'm I'm now going to start living Sure Sure so so you know generally you know partners will tend to have and I guess in some on some level it's about balancing of energies mm-hmm. the the one who's going to be very very vigilant and very cautious and then there's another who's going to just like I'm cut full I've had enough I gotta get out there you know and uh, and sometimes you find uh, you know that the one who who's been out there doesn't test positive and the one mm. who was the one who was so hyper vigilant you know somehow through some means that they may not be able to to identify it becomes the one that's tested so you know as much as as much as we want to believe that there's an exact science to this um, you know, reality proves otherwise all the time. Because um, we've got Salem Nyati here, who is a COVID-19 survivor and, and has a story to tell. Salem, thank you so much for joining us. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for having me. What, what was your experience in your relationship, Salem? Uh, okay, so I contracted the virus first. Mm. And I must say, exactly what Kos is saying. I was the super, super careful one. And my husband was of the opinion that, you know, it could be that you touch a 2.5 kg of sugar and then before you know it, or whatever the case may be. So we must not live in fear. But he wasn't the, the careless one, but he lived, mm. if you understand what I'm saying. <sighs> and so um, when I contracted um, the virus, I hadn't known at first. So, but the symptoms were there. Around about day three, that's when I, I started criticizing the food. So already there was tension because now I'm this person who's criticizing everything that we are eating at home because usually weekends he does the cooking. Yes. And so it was his turn to do the cooking and I was criticizing. 
But we then later found out that actually I'm COVID-19 positive. But what then happened is during the time of isolation, he was there because he was nursing me. And through him nursing me, he contracted the virus as well. Hmm. And, sure. and, and, and so um, the, 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 the way in which we isolated, we isolated the kids from me. So he would be the one mm-hmm. to come into the bedroom um, and, you know, serve the food and everything. But at night, it, it was as normal. I mean, we were both in the same bed, mm. even though one would try and look the other way and the one would look the other way. But we were not wearing masks when we were sleeping. Mm. So I, I, somehow then he contracted the virus through that. And, and how did that impact the relationship? For him, he says, by him nursing me, he expected it. So I think what made it easy for both of us is him making peace with it. And at that time, I think there was an unsaid expectation from my side that now is not the time to leave me, right? Um, And and, and also, um, because it started off as a flu, so he started nursing the flu which later we then realized it's COVID-19. But because he made that decision, um, it, it just... And also for us, the world had come to a sort of stop. So we had nothing else to deal with but our health. So there were no other issues that we were dealing with or fighting or being annoyed. It was all about survival because it had hit me so hard that we had a lot of scares that, oh my God, it looks like it's the end for her. Because he had mild symptoms and I had full on difficulty breathing and everything. So the focus was on getting me better than anything else that would be an issue two people. Kosi, I just want you to come in here because I heard mm. the wo- I heard the term the there was a, a bit of an expectation and I I, I hope mm. I'm not misunderstanding this. There was an, a bit of yeah. an expectation from Salem to say since we're here, you may as well continue. You know, yeah. you, you can't drop me now, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, the, <laughs> and I kind of I just sat up a little bit. I'm thinking, woo, okay. Um, and and I'm, yeah. I'm interested in, in that, um, Kosi, because I, I, I started thinking that that's quite a tricky one because an expectation, I don't know whether mm. um, it, it then didn't give him the option to opt out. Yeah. So, of course, you know, at, at that point of diagnosis, you, you literally find, your, or, or, they literally found themselves in two worlds, mm. so to speak, at that time because it was clear where one stood and that the fact that she had tested positive and he hadn't. Yes. So nature will tell you, you know, survival is about looking after number one first. So, you know, and that's just instinct. Mm. Uh, it's a self-preservation gene. It's not being selfish, but it's about self-preservation. So we have to, you know, go beyond that level of thinking about it to be able to fashion out a reaction strategy together as a couple. So the interesting thing is, you know, when things like these happen, 
it will usually, it, it will, uh, of course, ask of you as a couple what you have in your relational bank account. You mm. know, so it will, it will speak to the fault lines on some level. And, and one of two things may happen is that it may drive you apart with fingers pointing at each other. I told you so, and so on and so on. Or, you know, settling scores for things that happened previously. You didn't care for me when this and this happened to me, and then therefore kind of thing. I've got to see my, you've got to see yourself through, I've got to look after myself. Or it says to the couple, we now have a common enemy. And I think that's what she's saying, Mm. that the world came to a stop, and the most important thing was this common enemy that's not just by attacking her, it is attacking the whole family potentially. So, so it's a bigger perspective of the issue, of the challenge and the magnitude of it, that this is just the symptom bearer, but the impact of it will invariably reverberate throughout the family. Salem, you know, I'm interested in, in, in how you both decided to isolate the children. In other words, you were quite cognizant of the fact that you are a risk to the children and you isolated yourselves from the children. And, and, and the fact that you didn't choose not to be taken care of, but you didn't choose to be isolated. You didn't choose to be in a different bedroom. You didn't choose to be given food at the door. So with, with, with the children, um, we were clear on, on, on what the possibilities are. And, I mean, they also understand that it is a time of the pandemic anyway. Mm-hmm. And so that one was the easy part. I think for us, the hard part was how do we move forward? Because um, being in a separate bedroom, even though this was never communicated, by the way, I mean, I I never said, don't do this, or this is how we should treat it. But I think he, he sort of understands the person that I am, and I understand the person that he is. So being in a, in a separate bedroom, I, I don't know what kind of message it would have sent to the kids, first of all, in terms of how you treat a sick loved one. And so him taking a decision like that, even though, yes, it was an unsaid expectation, Mm. also has a a ripple effect on how we do things here at home now. And when we listen now to the children speak about how we all went through this pandemic, it then says to me that there is a different message that was sent to the kids on what to them love seems to be. Hmm. Then how did you then explain, Salem, the, mm-hmm. the difference between him being at close proximity with you and then asking them not to be a close proximity with you. Because if the principle is, so far, Sonke, we're in this together as a family, and those are the values that we, that we hold esteem in our family unit, how do you then explain that to children that, that you're treating it differently with them? Okay, so the, the message to them was we, myself, husband, mom, mm-hmm. and dad, are protecting you. That was, that was our message. But I think also, because our kids are not young, I mean, it's a 9-year-old, mm-hmm. a 15-year-old, and a 22-year-old. 
So already they understand the safety rules around COVID-19. And that's why for them, they understood that they needed to be protected because the, the point is not to spread it. The point is to contain it. So because it's me and him, somebody has to look after the other between me and him. But for them, it's not a matter of us trying to say, let's all jump into the fire. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a chance to respond in a short while. I'm also going to open the lines on 891 Salem, thank you so much. She is our survivor, COVID-19 survivor. She's giving us her story as to how they managed as a family, as a couple dealing with COVID-19. That and more after the break. At SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. Kose Gianni is uh, with us. She's a clinical psychologist as well as Salem Nyati, who is a COVID-19 survivor. And we're discussing how to navigate our relationships, family relationships as well during COVID-19, particularly if one of you contracts the virus. Thank you both for, for joining us one more time. Kosi, you want to respond to Salem's comments before we went to the break? Yeah, so I think what what she was expressing is that the decision that they took is that, you know, they rallied together. Uh, The principle being that we are stronger together. Um, She will be stronger with his support. But if if he, let's use the word abundance, um, even though that that may not be what he is doing, because on the one hand, they could easily have, have taken the decision that he also um, isolate um, for, for for them to quarantine the condition in one person in the house, so to speak, which could also have been a survival or defense mechanism of the family. But they they decided that together they are stronger uh, to to help her fight the disease, and and therefore they then together become the one unit that's going to um, then separate from the children um, to to strengthen each other in the in the fight against it. But I also, as much as there is the logical side to this that says the kids were old enough to kind of understand and so on, it would have taken a lot to assure the kids. Because in the kids' minds, I'm sure there is, a, you know, they're just thrown in terms of not knowing what's going to be the best. Because, you know, what's the potential now of losing both parents as opposed to the one? But if we don't support the one, you know, so there's a lot of emotional roller coaster that the children would have been going through through this time in terms of figuring out and finding a place of comfort in the choice that the parents have made. But in that, what it then communicated to the children is how strong they are as the parents, as a couple which then psychologically uh, helps them feel safe um, to say that our parents are together, they are fighting this together. And, and then, you know, they then are able to, to kind of build a wall for themselves to protect themselves as, as part of the support of um, to, to the parents themselves. It's, I mean, it's, it's a big one. And it's, um, it's, you know, we're all navigating through this in, in ways that we only know how to because we're also emotional beings. Yes, we're yep. also emotional beings. And, and I was speaking to somebody um, who, who had a scare and was tested. Yeah. And, and I said to them, I bet you, what will kill you is the loneliness of the isolation rather than oh, yes. rather than the actual virus itself, <laughs> right? So yeah, it, it, there's also that, yeah. Yes, 
you know, I also have a friend who went through it and she said the biggest battle was the psychological battle, mm. the psychological warfare. Mm. Because the one moment you can feel the onslaught on the body, your body is telling you drama is going on here. And you, you, you then need to stand above and rise above everything, all the symptoms that you're going through to, you know, to mentally uh, be in charge of what's going on. So it is the mind that in some way has got to talk to your defense mechanism, you know, and, and speaking yourself through this process that, you know, what you were saying was that was the heaviest uh, battle to win. I'm curious, Salem, that in the event that both of you had to have been really sick, so in, if your husband um, also had succumbed to the illness in a severe manner, was there an expectation that the eldest child would also then step in and do what your husband did for you if both of you had gotten really ill? Did you have that conversation as a family? We did not have that conversation, Samalo, mm. but what was clear was that it is between us mm. and none of the children should be affected in any way or infected in, in this case. So if, at, I mean, there were points where we, my husband would have the doctor in law on, on, on the phone mm. to check if, is it now a time for us to take us to the hospital because it was that bad to take me to hospital. Mm. So we did have that option to say, if things get worse, then it's medical care, but not the children. Hmm. It, so it was never the children at any point. You know, I asked that, Kosi, because we model, right, to children and yes. not necessarily say absolutely. anything, right? Mm-hmm. That's why I asked the question. Your comments on that, Kosi? Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I think what they were saying, uh, uh, reiterating what I said earlier on, that they they gave the children the, the message that, that they sent to the children was that we will fight this together for the benefit of all of us and and that we are better off together than apart and but that the battle ends here or or that the attack on our family ends here so we will in effect quarantine the the rest of of the family mm. so that whatever happens it is it is left between the two of us um, and, and hope for the best that mm. in the one getting stronger um, that in the event that the other also tests positive, that the one is at that po- at, the, at, the, at that point strong enough mm. to then you know sh- swap shifts as it were to be the one that now is is supporting the husband who was initially supporting her. From your personal experience, and we're going to start taking calls, Salem. You know, for people who are going through this, um, and if you had an opportunity to to say your bit to those people, what would you say? You know, it's it's not about the body and what it feels. Mm. It's more about what your head is telling you and the people around you. That is very, very important. So it's it's one thing for your, your you to struggle breathing, but it's another to have the burden of a negative vibe around you. Because that is what kills you. For me, I could see my, how bad my health state was through his eyes. And that pushed me 
to say, you know what, Salem, you need to get better. For this person to have supported you, you have to get better so that his efforts pay off. Uh, are you, uh, have you tested negative now, Salem? Yes, and, and, we have, both of us. Both of you. Yes. Tell me about, I mean, you know, there, there, there are things that happen in one's life, you know, those pivotal moments. Has this been the pivotal moment in your relationship? It definitely has. I'll tell you why. Mm. He is generally an impatient person. Mm. And so I discovered a new strength here because... When I, for the first few days, I, I had a lot to say, and it was all criticism. And it would have pushed him, but for some reason, for us now, we feel like we have conquered something huge. And we have sat down at some point and said, actually, this is how you deal with problems. You don't say you, 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 or I, I, I. If we can deal with any other issue that comes our way like this, but also it feels like now nothing can sort of try and conquer us Mm. because this was a turning point, really, really, really it was. He also discovered the kind of person that he is when it comes to me and how he really feels about me. And my sense of appreciation has really shut up. But also, um, it's, it's, it's now a, a, a thing of the family is also stronger because you've realized that actually we can't take it other for granted. Life is short because at some point it could feel like the end. Salem, thank you so much for sharing your story. You know, bravo for all of you for for coming out on the other end, smiling, and it's all fantastic. We wish you good health going forward. And thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Coming up, when we have our conversation with Corsi and we continue it, the question is, what if? You don't see it the same way. Salem Nyati was our survivor who was just giving us her side of the story as to how, as a family, they dealt with it. But the question is, what if you don't see eye to eye? What if the other one doesn't want to be supportive? That and more after this. It's 2.30. Let me go to Kanyisila Manyoni for the latest in headlines. At SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. I did say I'll take your calls on 0891-104-27. Let me go to Tando in the Eastern Cape. Tando, hi. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Go go ahead, Tando. Uh, I've been married for quite a while now. I think it's about six years this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, my husband has been going up and down through this COVID. He went to a funeral and it wasn't even a family member. Mm-hmm. And then he went to a bride with his brain. Hmm. After that, he found out that he was he had COVID, and now he's here at home sick, and I'm a sit and nurse him and all that, and I'm really not in the mood of doing it, and I'm not. I just refuse to do it. Kosi, hmm. yeah, but you know that's fully understandable, and 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 as I said earlier on, it will it will have a knock on effect on the relationship. So there is understandably the anger hmm. that you know you, you knew that this was a risk. And in not abiding by, at least, and, and be seen to have been taking measures to, to do the, your, the best that he could have done to protect himself, he now has 
you know, invariably been infected and it now has implications not just for her as the partner, but for the broader family as well. So the anger is perfectly understandable. And I think it's illegitimate um, to be able to express that to your partner. But it's important also to look beyond that, that there's something more important than being right about the fact that he was wrong. Mm. And what's more important? What do you want for you? What do you want for him? What do you want for the two of you, the relationship that you have between the two of you and perhaps broadly, beyond yourselves, if you have children and so on. Think about how would I be able to explain to my children if things were to go wrong that I stood by? Or how would I explain it to myself? How do I explain it to my children that I stood by and held a grudge, uh, begrudged the fact that he went to a bride when you know he, shouldn't, he knew he shouldn't have? Something else has got to be more important than being so, right and so winning the argument. L- let's just check what is, though, deemed to be wrong. So s- letting him sit in the bed by himself and in isolation mm. in itself is not wrong, is it? Um, so, so not, not doing wrong. what Salem I, I guess, did. Not doing what Salem I hear did. What you, yeah. mm. I hear what you're saying, Pimelo. In the act itself, it's not. More important here is the intention uh, behind it. Yeah. yeah. It is the intention behind it. It is the communication behind it yeah. that says, the reason I am doing this is because. You know, it's one thing to say, it is in, 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 in our best interest to do this done to come from a consciousness that says mm. served you right so mm. see yourself through it let's a I, different I, world. I also though want us to take care of her emotions you know <laughs> I, I also don't want us to dismiss her emotions because she no. is also going through her own um, emotional turmoil at the moment yeah absolutely Henta, I, I was saying it is important for her to validate to express and validate her own emotions mm but to also not be imprisoned by those emotions. Emotions are are passing. Mm -hmm. There's something more important to take care of. And then you can have that conversation afterwards with with him, knowing that you have done what you could have done. Mm -hmm. On some level, there's got to be a a sense of humility, right? So it's good enough to express your your emotions, your anger at this, but you've also got to come down the pedestal of perfection. And, And, you know, Sorry, Kosi, sorry, I didn't realize you were not used to speaking. Go ahead. That's all right. You can go ahead, Kosi. Oh, okay. I was saying, so at some point you've got to come off the pedestal. Mm-hmm. Validate your emotions and, 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 and step onto higher ground perspective. That says there's something more. Mm-hmm. There's something more than this, that more important or urgent than my anger right now. Yeah. Tando- and, and, and there will be time for me to, to process this, to scream at him when he has recovered, mm. you know, if, if, if need be. But it, I would not live with myself, I imagine, mm. that if things should go wrong and I have stood by and folded my arms, mm. when this anger dissipates, something else is going to happen. It, it may be too, too little too late to do anything about it. And you don't want to live with that guilt. Tando, let me quickly ask you, are you looking for acknowledgement from him? Has he? Is that what you're looking for? Uh, no, actually. Mm. You know, when the kids involved, it's quite, quite disturbing to find out that if I take care of him, I have to take care of him. What about the kids? What if I get infected? Obviously, mm. they will also get infected. While he was out, he didn't think of us, he didn't think of the kids. Now, I have to think of him and I have to think of the kids. 
So I'm really not in the mood of looking for looking out for all the men while I could be looking out for my kids. Mm. Has he said anything, Tando? No, he just he just told me that he had COVID and it was we didn't even talk about it because I was too angry and he knew that he had done the wrong thing. Was I had told him? How long ago is this? Uh, he has, uh, I think, four days now. And and is he sick? Is he? I mean, is he asymptomatic or is he is he really battling? He's 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 got flu, but it's not actually that bad. But he, he he's he's not really sick, like going to the hospital and stuff. But you can see that he has flu. Hmm. Is he in mm. isolation in the house? Are you still interacting yes, in with him? The, yes, he's, he's isolated in a separate room. Wow. Okay. Kosi, your final comments on the story. Yeah, I, I, I think in the interest, I think it's a very fine balance to walk um, with this because it is it is perfectly understandable that, you know, she has concern also over the kids if she should also be infected by him and and in turn in, infect the kids. So I, I think there must be some middle ground in between that she can create. And I think the most important thing is that she is allowing her emotions to, to, to perhaps cloud her judgment beyond the, the, the emotions. So the question becomes, okay, so he is wrong. Accept that. He is wrong and he is, he is paying for his mistake, you know, at, at this point in time. And there will be a time when you can have a, a conversation about this afterwards. But what matters now? So, for example, what is it that you can do if you're concerned about the kids? Maybe the kids can go somewhere else in this, in this time so that you are able to then be there and do the, 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 what you can do uh, while also making sure that you do the best to protect yourself. So, so there's no easy solutions here. There's no clear um, answers, do's and don'ts. But I think that it's about navigating the gray area um, and, and looking beyond your anger, as it were. Hmm. Tando, I get the as, sense as you're not... As justified as it is. I get the sense you're not ready, are you? I'm not. Mm, she's not ready. Tando, thank you. Mm. Thank you so much for your story. Tando's calling us from the Eastern Cape. Silo, you're calling from Bloemfontein. Good afternoon. Uh, hello, Silo. Hi. How are you? We well. Thanks. Thanks for calling, Silo. I'm well. Um, look, my story goes like this. My, my girlfriend is the more careful one, especially with uh, regulations and uh, the precautions that we have to take with, uh, with COVID-19. So just the previous weekend, we had an argument, we were fighting, and she was saying to me, you're not as careful as you should be, and you seem very reluctant in taking precautions. And she was right. Look, every time I, we walk out of the shop, she would be there with the sanitizer and whatnot, Every time we get home, she would say, wear off your, your clothes and whatnot. And, you know, for me, that has been the most irritating process. Hmm. Um, but then uh, I work for the university and we've been on lockdown ever since uh, it started. She works for the hospital. Hmm. So she is the one who's likely to bring it. Um, into our house wow. more than more than me. Wow. But then the previous week, um, it started on Wednesday. I started to develop symptoms. So 
she started treating me, uh, uh, taking care of me, I mean, taking care of flu instead of, of uh, COVID because I had not tested yet. And then uh, on Friday, I went to test and uh, I received my results the following day, which was on Saturday. But then on Friday, the Friday after I took, I, I tested, we decided that no. So now on, I think it's best that we isolate. So she went and um, uh, stayed at her at her home, and I was staying at our house. Um, the following day, which was on Saturday, the results came, and I was positive. So and everything changed immediately. Everything changed. From that time, she did not come into into the house. She would leave the food outside, um, at the stoop. So I would just open the door and, and take the food. And then every time she comes, I would look at her through the window. So she was just after after um, the whole thing had passed, when we were really in the moment, she was telling me of how she cried every day when she had to come to bring food and every time when she left. Because suddenly I was not that intimate partner to her. I was someone who to whom she was supposed to stay very far away. So that is uh, that is the experience that I had. Um, but uh, see, she was not throughout the, um, the illness or the virus. She was not blaming. She did not blame me. She did not... Uh, say I told you so or whatever. She she understood. I believe that uh, it is now a question of life and death. So she did not want me to die. <laughs> she and 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 she did. Hmm. Has yeah. this changed your behavior, Silo? Do you see what was wrong with what your attitude was like? Drastically, drastically. Immediately after that, now I carrying a small sanitizer with me in the car. Hallelujah. I have a sanitizer. I I take it with me everywhere I go. So, but then she's still the more careful. And I I look at her, even though I get irritated still because she's too careful. Um, uh, But me and my approach to it would be, oh, but then... I've had it. I don't think there will be any infection. She say no. There is nothing like that, and you don't know. It's just that we we uh, we take precautions. Wow, Kosi, yeah. your comment. Sure, interesting. The, the spread, you know, between the three cases that we've heard, mm. the different uh, ways with which they have dealt with it. And again, it reiterates my point that I said earlier on, uh, Pinello, in the sense that they have chosen. To, to, to be in, in separate spaces, but it was the care that was behind that decision. That it then helped him understand um, and not feel blamed. Let, let me Even tell though, you what I'm picking up on, yes. and, I, and I, I'm just rushing you because of time. The okay. thing that really I find really interesting is his behavior and the irritation of his wife's careful um, navigation of the regulations and, and how she managed herself irritated him because yeah. she was likely to bring it home rather than him. Yes. So the recklessness that he presented was grudgingly because she is a medical professional. Yeah. 
So, so it's interesting that the narratives that we live with mm. through which we make sense of our vulnerability or invulnerability to, to the condition. I mean, even now with this experience, there's still the sense of invulnerability. Mm. I've been through this. Mm. I've fought it. I've survived. So, I mean, I can handle it, you know, kind of thing. But, it's, you know, it's kind of, we will never be the same. We will never be the same, as he says. You know, it, it's a character trait. There are those people who respond quite uh, you know in a very extreme way not in a, in an uh, i'm not saying extreme in a negative sense yes yes but are very cautious and that's their god that's just they are risk averse people and they are those people who have a different that's why they will choose different forms of investment mm. because of our different uh, forms of risk or levels of, of risk, relationship to risk so so that's part of what we have to work with but i think it has alerted him to his in, invulnerability, and but yet um, it will never be the same. It will not change him to the same degree as his partner. So, look, thank you so much for your frankness, my brother, and for being so open with us. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, thank you, thank you, thank so you. Wow, Kusi. I mean, your final words, your final comments. Beautiful stories, you know. As I say, we 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 are really learning as we go on 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 this hmm. and. It is important that each couple creates. There is no copy and paste of what has happened with other people. Listen and hear how other people have, but create what is going to work for you. What is your truth? What's going to work for you in line with your unique realities, individually and collectively as a couple, but also taking into account, you know, other people, children and so on, uh, that you would need to to, to factor in as well. Clinicals. So each person's got to fashion their own um, solution or approach to. Thank you uh, so much for your it. contribution, Kosi. Always so enlightening. Thank you. Thank you for doing this with us today. Thank you, Kamala. Kosi Gianni is a clinical psychologist, and that will be available as a podcast.